0: Pray with me. Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer God, we come to this moment with our whole selves, everything we are, everything we need, and everything we want. Guide us through this time as we try to understand how you are blessing our lives and bringing us into new realities. Amen. So starting today and over the next few Sundays, we're going to be looking at prayers in the Bible that really are about giving us life, helping us to kind of dig deep. What does it mean to pray? What does it mean to have these conversations with God? What does that kind of look like? Are there prayers that can really propel us forward in our life that really can give us a deeper connection And so today we're going to start by looking at prayers around this thing of blessings, of receiving blessings, of giving blessings, of even understanding what blessings might mean for us. And when we're thinking about that, when we're contemplating about what does it mean to be blessed, how do we use that term? Often, over the years, it's been used in ways that haven't been so great. In fact, for some, it's completely equated to wealth, money, In fact, in the 1800s in America, someone created what was called the prosperity gospel, which is still often preached today because people like to hear it because it's all about if you do the right thing, God is going to bless you and God is going to bless you with a ton of money. You are going to become filthy rich if. And so the prosperity gospel took off and keeps going. And so sometimes we think of blessings, especially in American culture, as wealth of money and success. And so what might it mean for us today as we begin to look and delve deeper into what are we talking about here? What does it really mean to receive blessings from God? How do we receive those? What do they even begin to look like? How do we even understand blessings? And we're going to start with this scripture out of Chronicles, 1 Chronicles, and Chronicles is... Uh, book, there's a 1st and 2nd Chronicles, that it's telling the story of the kings of Israel and then of the kings of Judah and the northern kingdom of Israel. And so we're going to look at today where it's talking about King David. And King David is the king who unites Israel, who unites all of the tribes, who brings them all together. He sets up his capital, his seat in Jerusalem. And he is one that is often focused upon God, and then there something happens. He gets sidetracked. David struggles. David struggles often. And that struggle, that struggle often gives us a sense that, you know what? Even when we are connected to God, even when we are trying, it doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. And in today's scripture, we're going to be seeing David trying to bring the people together, trying to bring the people together as they are looking at building the temple. Now, David's not going to get to build the temple because David gets told, we learn of this story in a different book of how David gets told, you don't get to build the temple because of all the people you've killed, all the blood on your hands. Your son Solomon is going to build the temple. And so here, David is drawing them to the site where the temple will be built, and the people are there, and he is going to begin to pray with them. He is going to begin to talk about blessings. So as we begin today, let us come with this thinking through what does it mean to be blessed by God and that maybe it's a little different than what I know as a child I wanted to say: of going, wait a minute, I really love Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it shall be given to you. I need God to be like a genie to shower upon me everything that I want. But David's gonna dig us, help us dig deeper into what do those blessings look like? What are those words that we say? What are those things that we receive? Starting in 1 Chronicles 29, verses 9 through 10. The people rejoiced at his response because they had presented their offerings to the Lord. So willingly and wholeheartedly, King David also rejoiced greatly. Then David blessed the Lord before the whole assembly. "'Blessed are you, Lord, God of our ancestor Israel, forever and always.'" Psalm 29, 1 through 2. You divine beings, give to the Lord, give to the Lord glory and power. Give to the Lord the glory, do his name bow down to the Lord in holy splendor. So David here begins. He's gathered everybody, and they're rejoicing, and they're bringing their offerings, they're giving thanks they're they're giving something of themselves of their livelihood they're committing something of themselves to God and king david also rejoiced greatly then david blessed the lord before the whole assembly blessed are you lord god of our ancestor israel forever and always That should really give us pause because so often, right? We're like, no, no. What's the blessing we get from God? What's God going to do for us today? And here David goes, bless the Lord. And so that that makes us take a step back and go, wait a minute. What does it mean to bless the Lord? What does blessing mean if it's going the other way and how does that interpret it for ourselves when we are receiving blessing? Here, David is giving us a sense that this blessing of the Lord is saying we are showing up and we are recognizing who you are and how you are at work in our lives, oh God. We are recognizing that you are with us. And so to begin to think about that for ourselves, right? If part of blessing God is saying, wait, we recognize you, God, that you are in our lives, that we give thanks, that we are amazed, that we are like, wait a minute, God hasn't left us all these generations. God continues on with us. And especially doing this at a place where the temple is going to be built. Because for the Israelites, the temple the temple is this place A place, a concrete example of God's presence with them, of God living with them, of God being part of their everyday lives that they can look around and say, yeah, God is with us, God is here. And so to think about that for ourselves, of how blessing, receiving a blessing, a blessing can be that of recognition a recognition that we are God's creation, that God says, hey, I see you, I know you, I recognize you, I show up with you, and you show up with me in all that we are, in all the ways that we may be struggling, in all the joys that we may have, that we are able to show up, that God gives us the blessing of being recognized recognized in all that we are, and God's still saying, yep, I still love you. I still show you mercy. I still have compassion for you. I still want peace for you. That recognition, what is a blessing? A blessing is recognition of who we are as God's creation, of how important we are to God, that we're not just some kind of pawn like the Greek gods would have treated us. No, no, no. We are worthy. We are loved. We are seen, heard, and experienced. God recognizes us. Continuing on, in 1 Chronicles 29, 11 through 13, to you, Lord, Belong the greatness and power, honor and splendor and majesty, because everything in heaven and on earth belongs to you. Yours, Lord, is the kingship, and you are honored as head of all. You are the source of wealth and honor, and you rule over all. In your hand are strength and might, and it is in your power to magnify and strengthen all. And now, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Psalm 29, verses 3 through 5. The Lord's voice is over the waters. The glorious God thunders. The Lord is over the mighty waters. The Lord's voice is strong. The Lord's voice is majestic. The Lord's voice breaks cedar trees. Yes, the Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. So here, here we may get kind of stuck, right? We're like, wait a minute. Weren't you just saying we got to be careful with equating blessing and wealth and money and it says right you are the source of wealth and honor and you rule over all. David here is helping them to redefine wealth, and so often, right, this is our culture, our society, wealth means money and a lot of it, and somehow, if you've got a lot of money, you are better than someone who doesn't have a lot of money, and when I say that, that makes us go, ooh, yeah, mm, no, that doesn't make somebody better than somebody else, but we can see how a passage like that can get interpreted that way to build that kind of thinking that can help pr- promote that kind of thing. Hey, if you're wealthy with money, you're good. But here's how we need to be rethinking about wealth. Wealth means abundance. And we have a God who gives us abundance in love. We are given an abundance of life. We are given an abundance of peace. We are given an abundance of hope. We are given an abundance of joy. We are given an abundance of gratitude. We are given an abundance of encouragement, of possibilities, of compassion of grace, of mercy, of forgiveness. We are given an abundance in life. And so to think about that, that the abundance of life, yes, that is connected to God. Those abundant things of love and compassion, of forgiveness, of joy, are connected to God. And so when we're thinking through about blessings, how are we blessed, what blessings are we receiving, do we notice that sense of abundance of life, how is God bringing us an abundance of life, and not just for us, but for everyone around us. Because when we live in a society that's all about scarcity, that keeps telling us how everything is falling apart, how we don't have enough, we then begin to lose sight of where life is abundant. We hear the birds sing. We hear the laughter of children. An abundance of life of joy. Ooh, doesn't that sound good? An abundance of love, an abundance of peace. Who doesn't want that, right? And God is like, yes, that is the blessing here. And David goes, we are recognizing that abundance in life, that abundance that God is saying it is yours. But do we see it? What is a blessing? A blessing is abundant life. Continuing on, in the 29th chapter, verses 14 through 15, who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly? Since everything comes from you, we have given you that which comes from your own hand. To be sure, we are like all all our ancestors, immigrants without permanent homes. Our days are like a shadow on the ground and there is no hope. Psalm 29, verses 6 through 8. He makes Lebanon jump around like a young bull, makes Syrian jump around like a young wild ox. The Lord's voice unleashes fiery flames. The Lord's voice shakes the wilderness. Yes, the Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. So here we get this sense, right? We get this sense that David goes, you've given us abundant life. We are blessed with life. We are blessed with hope and that when... We remove God from our lives when we're like, ah, eh, God, yeah, okay, thing out there or whatever, you know, we talk about it, it's kind of religious, that we actually are setting aside an abundant life, a meaningful life, a purpose-filled life, and where is the hope? Where is the hope? And we are a people, right? We just got through with that sermon series of sustainable hope. We are a people who are struggling right now with hope. There is a sense of despair in this world because we keep moving aside those things that bring us meaning, that bring us purpose, that connect us to God. That is a blessing from God. A blessing. What is a blessing? A blessing is a meaningful, purpose filled life that is guided, given, and encouraged by God. Continuing on, verses 16 through 18. Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided to build you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand and belongs to you. Since I know, my God, that you examine the mind and take delight in honesty, I have freely given all these things with the highest of motives. And now I've been delighted to see your people here offering so willingly to you. Lord God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep these thoughts in the mind of your people forever and direct their hearts toward you. Psalm 29, 9. The Lord's voice convulses the oaks, the strips, the forest bare, but in his temple everyone shouts glory. So David has been talking to the people, but he's also been talking to God. He's also been having a conversation with the people and with God. He has been praying this whole time. And he is wrapping up his prayer right here. He's wrapping up this prayer with, Since I know, my God, that you examine the mind and take delight in honesty, I have freely given all these things with the highest of motives, and now I've been delighted to see your people here offering so willingly to you. Here David is moving us in this prayer from a sense of we are in constant receivership of blessings, yes, but they aren't just for our consumption. They aren't just to remain only with ourselves, but they are to be sent forth. That the people have now come willingly offering themselves, offering back to God, offering blessings of their own. That as God blesses us with life, with an abundant life, with recognizing, saying you are mine, with a meaningful, meaningful life as God gives us and blesses those things, we are then able to respond that this blessing isn't just for consumption on our end, but then begins to be given out to others, to be given to God, to be given to other people, to be shared across in community, that being blessed isn't just a one-time kind of thing that we hold on to, keep a little secret, don't talk about, but instead it is something that fills us with life so that we can then give it and share it with others. And so then we are able to shout, as the psalmist says, glory, that this sense of how awe-inspiring which the psalmist we've been reading through at the end there piece by piece the psalmist gives this sense of how amazing and forceful and strong God is in our lives and when we are receiving those blessings and then allowing those blessings to go out from us we get that we get that strength, we begin to understand how God is moving and being in our lives when it's not just what we consume, but it's also what we are giving and sharing with one another. And so the blessings that we have received of an abundant life, of an abundance of love and grace and mercy, of an abundance of joy, of a purpose, of meaning, of recognizing, of saying, wait, wow, we are God's creation, all of us, that we begin to be able to not only take that in, but then share it out, to share it with one another. Finishing up in verses 19 through 20, As for Solomon, my son, give him the wholehearted devotion to keep our commands, laws, and regulations, observing all of them, and to build the temple that I have prepared. Then David said to the whole assembly, Bless the Lord your God. And the whole assembly blessed the Lord, the God of their ancestors, bowed down and worshipped before the Lord and the King." Psalm 29, 10 through 11. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood waters. The Lord sits enthroned king forever. Let the Lord give strength to his people. Let the Lord bless his people with peace. So David moves out of that prayer, and now he is talking to his child, to the future king, Solomon, and to the people. And he gives them a blessing. He gives them a benediction. He gives them good wishes. He gives them a challenge. Just as the psalmist, write, God blesses with peace. As we've talked about how God blesses us, now David turns around and is like, this blessing, this challenge for us going forward is to live into this abundant life, is to learn and understand and take the knowledge that we have and bless others with it, right? When he says... Give him the wholehearted devotion to keep our commands, laws, and regulations, observing all of them, and to build the temple that I have prepared. That blessing of now, what are you going to build? As you have learned, as you have gained knowledge, as you have been blessed with new understanding of new possibilities, how are you then going to go out and share it? How are you going to be that blessing in someone else's life? And it's not just ours for the keeping but instead ours to take forth and to bless one another, to give that blessing and benediction to others. At the end of every service, at the end of every time, I give a benediction, a blessing that challenges us to go forth, that lets us know that yes, we are gods and God has blessed us. And now what can we do with that? How can we go forth? How can we take that out into the world beyond this moment? And so to think about that, what is a blessing? A blessing is possibility. A blessing is the possibility that we are connected to God in every moment. And so we get to find new ways of building, just as they're building the temple, we get to find new ways of building and bringing people together. A blessing of connecting, not just ourselves to God, but others. A blessing of coming together. Bless the Lord your God, and the whole assembly blessed the Lord. The God of their ancestors bowed down and worshipped before the Lord and the King. So that since of the people have received that blessing. They have been challenged to bless one another, and again they are able to say, Bless the Lord your God. God showed up for us And now we are showing up and offering for God. Offering ourselves, our abilities, our times, the things that we can do. And so to think about that when we are praying, when we are in that prayer, because so often, right, we're praying, it's God, I need, I want. God, help me, help me, help me. And that sense of where is God's blessings, because God's blessings keep coming at us. But do we notice, because maybe it's not what we expected. Do we notice and then do we carry it forth? into every aspect of our lives? Do we carry forth that sense that God is saying, hey, you get to show up. Hey, there is purpose and meaning in life. There is an abundance of hope. There is an abundance of joy. But are you going to see it, feel it, sense it, live it? Are you going to share it? And then the people get to turn around and say, bless you, O Lord. Because God is with us. And how powerful that is to think about, to take with us in our understanding of blessings, of what those blessings are that we get to experience on an everyday basis and how we get to turn around and share them with others. And we even get to say, we recognize that God is the foundation of all of this. Bless you, O God, that this is a relationship that is connected and deepening. There's a sense here that as we are blessed, as we open ourselves to God's blessings, then we are able to move and be in ways in working alongside God and get to go, wow, wow. That's where God is moving and taking and guiding us. And so that is our challenge this day, of how will we receive the blessings of God and how will we be that blessing, those blessings to others. Amen.